This is a shock podcast. Hello and welcome to the Podball Sportscast, the podcast that will never walk alone. Except for Nicholas John, who is dreading to hear my smugness today. Karami Kamil is not here. He saw today's results and went, nah, for it. <laughs> I am Faisal American. I have to admit, I am a bit glowing today. The reason, of course, is the EFL Cup final. Now, Liverpool won it for the ninth time after beating Chelsea on penalties. Uh, it was nil-nil at the end of extra time. And uh, Liverpool beat Chelsea 11-10 in uh, the penalty f- uh, shootout. Interestingly, uh, Chelsea subbed in goalkeeper Kepa Arisa Balaga specifically for the shootout, only for it to backfire spectacularly. Uh, he saved a total of zero shots and launched his kick into geosynchronous orbit. Not what you would expect from a so-called penalty specialist goalkeeper, huh, Nick? <laughs> goalkeeper. <laughs> well, okay, wait. Let me stop you there now. A lot of people are giving... Kepa and Thomas Tuchel's stick for for what happened in the penalty shootout, especially after Edouard Mendy had such a good game in regulation and extra time. But you have to remember that this is not a new tactic for Tuchel. He did the exact same thing, meaning bringing on uh, uh, Kepa for the shootout when Chelsea beat Villarreal in the European Super Cup final last year. And in that instance, the gamble worked out in the Blues' favour. So, I think you can't blame them for trying the same thing in the shootout against Liverpool. I agree. Uh, There is an argument to be made about the fact that Mendy perhaps would have been more so-called, you know, in the groove, you know, more warmed up for the shootout, having already played in in regulation and extra time. But there's still no guarantee that he would have done a better job than than Kepa. So for me, it, it boils down to the the unpredictability of a penalty shootout. You know, it's anyone's game. Even the best make mistakes. Uh, And it was just a gamble. In this instance, a gamble from Thomas Tuchel that didn't work out for Chelsea. Uh, meanwhile, credit goes to a Liverpool's backup stopper, Quiven Kelleher. If you're wondering how that name was pronounced, that was it. Uh, Kelleher was fielded for the entirety of the EFL Cup, right? And uh, unlike Aritza Balaga, he actually scored his penalty. Uh, some interesting stats here. Uh, with nine EFL Cup trophies, Liverpool are now the most successful team in the competition's history, uh, one more than Man City. At 11 10, uh, this is the highest penalty shootout between two uh, English top flight teams. But it's far from the uh, world record, though. That happened in the final of the uh, 2005 Namibian Cup. It had a whopping 48 penalty kicks. I can't imagine doing that 48 times, man. How long was that shootout, man? I'm assuming it went on until the next day. Uh, As for the youngest person during the medal ceremony, it was a small child. Uh, If you saw the the celebrations, um, this young kid was invited by Alison Becker to touch and lift the trophy. Uh, Just because uh, the father was in the stands, he was saying, he was pointing to Alison and said, hey, let the kid touch it, let the kid touch it. And he, he did more than just touch it. He brought it, he was standing in between Jurgen Klopp and Alisson, right? During the, the, the trophy ceremony. And then Klopp handed him the trophy and he lifted it. And then Alisson lifted up the kid. And yeah, he's going to remember this for years. 
Okay, let's move on to the uh, Premier League. Uh, let's get Manchester United out of the way first. Uh. <laughs> Goalless draw at home to Watford. Um, they're still in fourth place though, but two points above uh, West Ham. Yeah, this was one of those games where United did everything but score. You know, it, it could have easily been two or three uh, nil in favour of United, but Ronaldo had a goal disallowed for offside, uh, while Bruno Fernandes missed two glorious opportunities. Uh, but in the end, I, I think the drop points could very well come back to haunt United because, like you mentioned, they're in fourth place, two points ahead of West Ham and Arsenal. But Arsenal have three games in hand over both United and the Hammers. And the Gunners, like we mentioned uh, in the last show, are starting to find their form again. You know, So mm-hmm. United, I think, are, are starting to get in, in, in serious danger of missing out on the Champions League places. Okay, so I guess you're bracing yourself for the Europa, uh, for the Europa. <laughs> if you're lucky, otherwise it's a conference league. <laughs> oh God, not even I want to see that, man. As for leaders, Manchester City, they had a 1-0 win over Everton. Uh, that match, not without controversy. Uh, Everton had a penalty call that was denied because after an apparent Rodri handball, uh, the decision was unfortunately backed by VAR. What do you make of this? Uh, this was a very highly controversial call by by the video assistant referee. Apparently, according to some 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 of the reports, uh, the Premier League said afterwards that they didn't award the penalty because there was no conclusive evidence that the ball had struck the illegal part of Rodri's arm. But if you look at the replays, it looked quite conclusive to me, at least. You know, so mm-hmm. you you can understand why Everton were fuming at this decision. And it just brings back the debate, right? Shouldn't the conversation between the ref and uh, VAR be, be broadcast and made public so there is at least a bit of uh, transparency in uh, what's going on? Uh, yeah, it, it'll definitely help in terms of clarity because we, the viewers from at, at home, we will know as soon as the ref knows if a goal was allowed or disallowed or if it was handball or not, and we will know why Uh the decision was was made that way, but at the same time, there's there's no guarantee that we'll like or agree the re- with the ref's decision. You know, just because we can hear the reasoning behind it. So uh, I know in some rugby matches, you know, they, they do that. You know, you can hear the ref's conversation with the video official and all that, and it, it does add an element of suspense and entertainment value to the broadcast. But for me, it, it makes no difference either way because, like, using this uh, City Everton match as an example, right? You imagine if we were sitting at home and then we can hear the conversation and the vi- the video official tells the ref that, oh, it's not a handball because there's no conclusive evidence that it was, uh, th- that it touched, you know, the illegal part of Rodri's arm. You'll still be fuming because what you saw and all that, you know, you, makes you think otherwise. You know, you, you still wouldn't agree with the VAR decision. So it, it, for me, it, it doesn't make a difference whether you can hear the reasoning or not. Well, it will confirm immediately what we've known all along, right? Refs are idiots. Well, I thought we were supposed to respect the referees. <laughs> Not with the decisions like that, we won't. The result left Everton just one point above the uh, relegation zone. Uh, so, Toffees fans out there, uh, I feel your pain, man. Uh, speaking of relegation battles, Leeds. Two points off the drop zone after a 4-0 thrashing by Tottenham. Wow, a Tottenham win. Uh, the result left uh, Leeds managerless following the departure of uh, Marcelo Bielsa. Uh, given their form, uh, this shouldn't have come to a surprise, right? 
No, not surprising at all that they decided to part ways with Bielsa. Uh, look, he's a much-loved figure at the club after helping them win promotion to the Premier League. They were away from the top flight for, what is it, 16 years or something like that, right? Before mm-hmm. Bielsa came and changed all that. So he will always have a special place in their hearts. But unfortunately, the form and the numbers don't lie. You know, Leeds are currently, like you said, two points off the relegation zone. They've lost their last four matches and they're running out of time to ensure survival. And I think that that will, that will be playing on their minds a lot. You know, I, I think they just can't bear the thought of getting relegated again, having spent so long away from the Premier League, which is why even though they love Bielsa so much, mm. they just needed to bring someone else in to to save their campaign. Do you see them going down? It's very hard to say. The, the problem with them is their, their form, their, their bad form has actually been over a prolonged period of time. If they don't uh, improve immediately, then they will really be in trouble. There's always the chance with the new manager who comes in, you get that, that new manager bounce and all that. Uh, but, but they're in a really precarious situation right now. Wait, Carius, doesn't he play for Liverpool? Ah, moving on. As for midweek matches, uh, Leicester will go up against Burnley in the Premier League. Meanwhile, the FA Cup fifth round will be in action. Uh, among the matches, Liverpool are up against Norwich. Uh, Man City face Peterborough. Chelsea travel to Luton. Spurs go up against Middlesbrough. And Everton host uh, Boromwood. I think Boromwood is the lowest ranked uh, team still in the competition. With that, we've come to the end of another Potball Sportscast. Thanks for tuning in. I am Faisal American. And I'm Nicholas John. Did you hear that? That was Karami whining. <laughs> Bloody Liverpool menang lagi. <laughs> Bye-bye.